Listening to some of our previous podcasting streams led me to the intrinsic revelation that there is a perfunctory limitation to the complexities of my vocabulary. As such, I am looking to delight in the overall expansion of the terminology I elect to put into modern usage during our enlightening discourse, my good man. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, the podcast where three guys talk about things that they probably don't know about. Uh, joining me today, back from sunny Indonesia, is Michael Hodgins. Michael, hello. Hey, hello, guys. I'm, uh, it's nice to be back in uh, Canada, or as I will call it now, clean land. <laughs> because because one thing i got to say about Indonesia, there's a lot of garbage around. But um, yeah, it's really clean here. I'm really shocked, and there's no people. Like every time you think you see a crowd, I'm like, oh yeah, there's, there's, there's no people here. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. You think maybe some depression will set in because it's so quiet here? Uh, no. I, we, Andrew and I were talking about this, and it's like if we went camping right now, I would have like culture shock. I'd be like, "There's no people," but like to, you know, in the neighborhood today, there's people all over the place, but just not like in Indonesia, where there's like literally people everywhere you look, like everywhere. It's it's there's a lot of people in that country. What, what can you say? It's a nice place, very friendly people, but. All Very right. populated. Mm-hmm. All right. Also joining us uh, is uh, the Queen's or the the Commonwealth's favorite, uh, Sir Crofton Steers. Uh, sir, hey. hello. Hey, sweet Bo. I was waiting for my huge introduction, following Mike's introduction, before I could welcome Mike back to the podcast. Mike, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah, we missed you. You know. Good. We wanted to have <laughs> we wanted to have some some conversation about something really intense, but. Uh, you know, Crofton and I stuck to I think uh, the Video lighter games? topics. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, maybe. we did tilt we- the random topic generator in our favor, but it was still random. <laughs> Good. All right, so Mike, you might have missed some stuff while you were away, and we wanted to give you a, a chance to catch up and weigh in. What do you say? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. I guess I haven't. Yeah, whatever. Let's do it. All right. So uh, first up, uh, you know, uh, is downloadable content DLC. Give <laughs> you us know your what opinion. that is? Well, I know that. <laughs> This is one of these ones where I was like, what the hell is this? Because it's some kind of video game stuff. I guess it stretches beyond video game into, like, I don't know, movies and stuff, I, I suppose. No, just video games. Also, it's just video listen, games? Did you listen to our podcast on it? No. I was, <laughs> I was traveling I was traveling the world. I didn't have time. <laughs> okay. In, in a nutshell, it used to be when video games came out, you would get expansion packs. Like, you would buy expansions to the game you played diablo 2 you remember that game well there was like a diablo 2 lords of destruction now now what they do is instead of releasing these whole whole full expansion packs they they release little extra features and they sort of charge you know a buck here two bucks there to add on to the game post-release and the content can vary and and change depending on the size all right good enough if we gotta get through all these i don't want too long okay uh bad. bad okay all right I, I don't get the sound effect. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, just quickly, I'll say I'll say bad because I just think it's like uh, it just keeps you hooked on the drug. It's like a slow drip. Oh, you need a little more, a little more, and it keeps the cash flowing. And you know, said so maybe you can move on to a different game. That's you know that bad. Next. All right. Good. Next is review aggregators. Review aggregators are like Rotten Tomatoes and the things you see on iTunes stores that. Supposed to give you the popular opinion on something and help you make decisions. Uh, is something so simplified good, bad, or bullshit? And also Metacritic, that's another big one. I say bad. Really? I'll tell you quickly why I'll say bad for that. Because uh, I think the best way to get, re- to get reviews of movies, or anything for that matter, is to find a critic whose opinions you generally agree with. Because some critics you will never agree with, or sometimes, or whatever. But I think otherwise what happens with those types of things is that you're going to get like the masses are going to go in. And sometimes there's a movie that I like and that all these people hated. And then and then I'm like, well, I don't like I don't like to see that it got this shitty review or maybe I wouldn't watch it because I got such a bad review because my tastes just don't line up with the masses. And I feel like you should go more by your taste than popular opinion because who cares about popular opinion? So I think find a critic who's like who generally you agree with their with their reviews and then just sort of listen to them whatever all right good next is summer blockbusters 
That's like related to the last one. Yeah, but it's um, different. It's the phenomenon of having these big budget spectacle films in the summer that are supposed to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and and they're sort of tentpole, you know, tentpole movie studios rest a lot of money on them. Uh, every year they sort of base themselves on them. But at the same time, some of our, you know, like Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, all these movies that we grew up on, at one point those were released as summer blockbusters. Okay, I will say bullshit. All right. And bullshit because um, I think it's 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 just like – they're just like priming the wheels for their cash to just dump into them. And I think that lately at least, I mean, you happen to name a few that tugged on my nostalgia strings there. So I was like, oh, yeah, those are good movies. But like I have not been impressed by a blo- the blockbuster, summer blockbusters in I can't remember how long. I'm so sick of explosions and fast camera work. It drives me insane. And I'm just like, you can count, for me, you can count on summer blockbusters to be horrible movies. But maybe make a lot of money. That's my opinion on that. All right. And the last one we got is uh, Cleansing. <laughs> cleansing god what? this one i did this one i did listen to actually it was the, the one that i that i did recap on right. and uh yeah it's definitely cleansing i don't know where you got that from <laughs> but it just uh, sounds yeah. cleaner to say cleansing like there's an extra scrub in the in the cylinder. yeah uh. um i listened to it i think you guys don't necessarily know very much about cleansing you guys <laughs> hey, did a good, that's a the good, bottom of the podcast you did you did a good job pulling it together from you know wikipedia we should call, we should call this podcast what wikipedia said and <laughs> just like pull up stuff but uh, no no i think you guys did a pretty good job roughly summarizing it i'm gonna say cleansing is good fabulous and 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 what I'll say, uh, I'll just give maybe yeah, a bit tell of us, a, tell us your back, or a bit of your story on cleansing. So it's funny because you guys you guys actually mentioned a few things that that actually I would have just tweaked what I would have said about them. Like one of you said, like oh detoxing, like when you uh, you know someone's on drugs, you got to lock them in a room and let them sweat it out. It's like yes, that's what cleansing is. And <laughs> it's like when it's drugs, it's like it's just very intense because the thing you've got your body addicted on is like you know crack cocaine or something, and it's like to get off it is extremely difficult. Um, oh, I but, know. But that—that's all it is. It's just like, and it might be something very simple, like he's like, "I'm gonna cleanse myself of sugar," for say, and it might, you know, and that can be difficult. And when you do it, it's like, oh, it's hard because you're craving sugar because you may not realize you're addicted to it. And then after you get past the cravings, it's kind of interesting how you realize, oh, well, I'm not actually craving sugar anymore. And and I will, you know, uh, I will. Uh, say with a caveat that I don't like cleansing, but in the same way that probably a heroin addict doesn't like getting off heroin, I'm sure they'd much rather just keep doing heroin. And uh, I guess you know, I'm looking for something specific from you, like your insight, because aside from doctor ordered cleansing, which is like you definitely got to do it because it's a the doctor kind of knows what he's talking about. What would be a benefit of me waking up tomorrow and saying? I think I need to start a cleanse on X. Like, what's the good? Where's the good well, come from? Well, I, I think I think the good actually comes from um, for a lot of people. Like, see, the reason I'm not that into cleansing is because generally I feel pretty uh, pretty good. So uh, I don't I don't feel a need to cleanse. But some people, um, for example, people who have say Crohn's disease. This is just an example. Um, can suffer a lot of. Uh, uh, pretty horrible symptoms from the disease and traditional medicine just says oh you got to have basically all your guts surgically removed uh, but if you kind of go if you say okay i'm going to do a cleanse and eliminate x y and z from my diet and see how i feel and then they do that and then maybe they have some benefits or or not or whatever and then maybe they try something else and they eliminate something else from their diet and they realize oh i feel a lot better then they, then it stops being cleansed and starts being a lifestyle which 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 makes you know improves their quality of life. So that's the kind of goal of it. You eliminate certain things um, from your diet, see how you feel, and if you like that, then maybe you just keep doing it. Uh, it's interesting. Um, my brother is kind of on a permanent cleanse now. He went on some kind of diet where you don't eat any wheat and and this kind of stuff for a long time, and now he just he says he feels better, so he just doesn't eat wheat. And other, it's some other things too. Sugar, like he just doesn't eat that stuff anymore because he thinks he feels better. I think a lot of it has to do with how sensitive you are to your body. Some people are very in tune with their bodies, and they're like, "Oh, I feel a little off." Like Andrea is really like, she she's like, "There's something off with my, you know, lower back, but it's related to my like shoulder blade." And I'm like, oh, "I'm not sensitive." I'm like, "My, I feel the same all the time." So when I do a cleanse, I just feel like I'm depriving myself, and that's annoying. But I think sometimes it's good to challenge yourself, you know, to say, like, this is, I'm going to do this because it's hard. 
and then try to do it. And that's kind of good. You know, it's sort of like, why, why do people enter marathons? See if you can do it because it's easier probably to not do a marathon, but you do it to see if you can. So I say cleansings are good. Cleansing is good because for some people it might have health benefits from how you feel. And though there may not be a lot of like medical proof, um, I think that uh, the proof is in how you feel for a lot of people. Uh, and, uh, and also, it's just a, it's a good challenge. You know, sometimes you got to shake it up. You guys talked about fasting, like doing Ramadan. That's a challenge, you know, and it's interesting. It's always good I to think, challenge yourself. Yeah, it's funny because I think that it's like, I'm not sure. I forget what I said on this, but everything you said, I'm like, man, cleanses are bullshit. Like, that's what the word bullshit is for. And it's like chale- challenging yourself to do something ridiculous. Like, yeah, I can challenge myself to do ridiculous things, but there's really no, unless there's some concrete science thing i i'm sorry like it's no but there but there but there is like you you're just going on my angle of the because it's a challenge but um but there are people who have legitimate benefits for like for example uh andrea's mom she was having kind of health issues for a while not feeling well and then and her husband's a doctor and, and this has been going on for years at one point andrea suggested why don't you try going off dairy uh, and then she did and felt amazingly better. And now, some people call it a cleanse, but basically what it was, she probably had some kind of um, uh, dairy allergy and didn't know until she tried to remove something from her diet. But is that a cleanse or is that just changing your diet? It's the same slightly? thing. Like, uh, like we can get into semantics about what cleansing is. That's Yeah, changing your diet, that's a cleanse. I thought, it's like, it's I thought a cleanse something. is a detoxification no, process. That's the extremely simplistic view. I think it has a lot more connotations. It can be adding something to your diet too, not just removing. You might say, might say I'm going to try eating acidic foods or um, alkaline foods. So kind of adding something that you would and normally that, eat. That that's, would be considered a cleanse? Yes, it can be. I, cl- think that, I think that's just a diet change. Like a cleanse is like I, – I, you're calling it that's simplistic, what, that's, but it sounds that's like – That's what a cleanse – that's what a cleanse is. It's, like, it's saying for, for this period of time, I'm going to change my diet to be this. That's all a cleanse is. And it's like and – it, and, it, and maybe you'll have – uh, like I would say that I would agree that some of the health benefits are overstated, at least for me. Uh, I haven't really noticed any when I did a cleanse. Uh, but for some people, they really do help them. So I'm not going to say like, oh, it's bullshit because, you know, I don't feel any personal benefits. But I know that I know some people who have really benefited by doing this and it's changed their lifestyle for the better. So I'd say that's a good thing. All right. Okay. So uh... – Thanks for your valuable input, Mike, on all the topics. Now we're all caught up and balanced, uh, and we can record your verdicts in our. Oh, we can record your verdicts in the history books. All right, so yeah, now should, we, yeah, should we fire up the random generator? And yeah, get so uh, hopefully I left your house in an okay state, and you're not too upset with me. Uh, I think maybe I left the yeah. garage door open one time, and sorry about all the smoke on the walls. Yeah, the bathroom's in a bit of a sorry state, but I did get met, get the toilet to work again after a while. <laughs> well, uh, but. Uh, yeah, and the cat's well fed. Thanks, Bo. Everything right. seems to be in order. Very good. Okay, so give her a pull. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Hold on one second. It's you. You did something with the wires here. So. Uh. All right. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Right. It's been kind of. It's kind of smelling and a little dirty. Huh? What do you think? <laughs> you know, it's funny. <clears throat> it's funny because it wasn't uh, <clears throat> nearly as bad as it normally was because being in, having been in Indonesia recently, um, there's a lot of worse smells than that in the air <laughs> just oh. all the time. Well, that's good. You heard it here first. The random topic generator reminds Mike of his time in Indonesia because it smells. Yeah. You random know, topic generator, less smelly than Indonesia. That's a good slogan. <laughs> it is less smelly than Indonesia. That's what, one thing I noticed there was that uh, people uh, do not know how to do plumbing <laughs> because I've done some, <laughs> I've done done some plumbing and uh, there's like there's, there's just like people just like oh just put a pipe in the ground yeah you're good you, you no no problem the pipe's in the ground right but uh, that doesn't actually uh, it doesn't actually all right Mike so what does the uh, random topic generator have for us today yeah okay the uh, the topic today is uh, homework homework all right yeah, wait a minute. Fuck, I hate homework. <laughs> well, I guess we know where you stand. All right, so I don't think we got to go uh, belabor the point on homework. I'm pretty sure everyone knows what that is. Yeah, what do you do at home? 
And usually in the school context, I say we make it like school context. Yeah, I think homework is a school context thing. I think when you're uh, an adult and you have to bring work home to do it, that's just still your work. You're just getting your responsibilities done. Yeah, it just means you have a shitty job. Yeah, something along those lines. One thing that's funny is that we did that episode a while back on the education system, you guys may remember, and and this is, homework is one of those things that I, you know, I would argue falls under the traditional purview of education, the view people have of education in, in general. When we talked about some of the private schools and some of the uh, the alt- alternative education systems, I think homework might be one of those things All that right. would be presented right. in a different fashion, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I have a quick question for each of you. Um, did you were you good at doing your homework, Mike? No, Crofton. No. All right, that makes all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> I suck. Very doing shitty at doing homework. Great. You know, here I want to give an anecdote, a personal anecdote about me and homework, sure. and uh, why I think it, it, it doesn't work. Uh, some teachers like to give homework. That's how they conduct their classes. You know, more power to them, I guess. And some students uh, don't like to do homework. For example, me and all both of you. So I had this one teacher in grade nine who taught French, and uh, and she gave homework every single day. Now and I didn't, and it counted for marks. So like, if you did the homework, you know, you got marks. And so I never did the homework because I didn't like doing it. And uh, and then I failed the class. <laughs> so so some people maybe that's a simple story about why you should do your homework. Yeah, but, but they, should yeah. Okay, continue. Sorry, but I was going to yeah, say, should yeah. she have assigned it in the first place? Well, well, yeah, okay, because this, this is where the anecdote actually goes. So then, because I failed the class, instead of like, uh, instead of going. Uh, Instead of having to repeat the class the way they did it, I was because I was in a kind of you know higher level French or something. So the next year I just went down to kind of the more basic level French, and then at the end of that year I got given the like principal's award for highest mark in that whole stream of French because I should have been into regular French because I wasn't yeah. actually bad at French. I was bad at doing homework. So yeah. I was penal. So the thing is my knowledge of the, of the content had nothing to do with the way the marks were assigned because it was based on homework. And I was like, to me, that, that, that sums up me and school and how homework played in. When homework was weighted heavily, I did worse. And when it, when it wasn't, I did very well. Like I, it's not the way my brain works. Anyway. All right. So uh, Crofton, do you have any examples of times where or anecdotes from you doing homework or not doing your homework yeah i actually i i do have one bow it's um it, it and it, it it serves to prove sort of a point that i have with regards to homework and i may be playing devil's advocate on it here is it homework um there's the homework related to the subject that you're studying math english whatever and then there's homework as as sort of work you do at home sort of like training yourself to be disciplined no matter what the subject is to without having a teacher standing over you that you would get something done and and for me in all classes it was music class in like grade eight (laughs) okay i know music class and i had to i had to take a song and i had to break it down into like sort of notes not even the exact notes just like i had to separate all the instruments it could be a song of my choice and all this and we got given like half a semester to do this it was like a giant project and of course i didn't do it until like a week before it was due, I kept putting it off. I kept doing other shit or whatever. Or and a week sounds like a lot of time. You're like you guys be like, well, why didn't you wait till the night before? But actually, the project was 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 so substantial that a week before was actually cutting it pretty tight. And I remember being down in my dad's office, and I literally and this is the only time this has ever happened to me. I realized that I was screwed. Like I was screwed. There was no way I was going to get this done. And I broke into tears. And I remember being like, you know, 13 year old Crofton, super upset that he wasn't going to finish his music homework. And I remember my dad came in to see me and he saw, and he'd always been, you know, sort of riding me to do my homework. And he said to me, uh, you know, Crofton, do you think you're going to be a musician? And I was like, you know, not, I don't think so. Uh, and then he said, really? In 10, 20 years from now, do you think you're going to give a crap about this music homework? And I said to my, I, th- I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what? No, I, I don't. I, he's like, you know what? I bet you in two weeks from now, you don't give a shit about this music homework. I'm like, yeah, you could be right. And, and then, and it allowed me to put things in perspective. In the end, I actually got something done. I think I, I think I, 
I got like 50% on it. Oh, so you got uh, a time management lesson. But I got a time management lesson and I, I got a value placement lesson as well. So, you know, I didn't learn shit about music, but uh, but but I did learn something. There was uh, something taken. Would, value. I would, would you have I would argue maybe you wouldn't learn something unless you're already predisposed with an interest. And that would be where I would take the homework conversation. I don't necessarily have a one anecdote in particular except that I would rather just be out doing anything other than homework because most of the stuff I learned in school you know it was prison like I, you have to go and you have to learn these things and I'm thankful for the things that I learned it's not that but um, there's something about here go to school all day and then you gotta take stuff home to learn it and that just you know like what the what the hell am I doing in school to begin with? Why why am I not learning it during the whole freaking day that I spend there five days a week learning the stuff anyways? Like it for extra practice. Like I should not have to do as much homework as they assigned uh, in school. I, I think it's homework at least maybe not in university because at least in university you spend like three hours a week in a course and you've got no excuse to have no time to do work outside of the course. But uh, in school, I always thought it was. It was really lazy. That's you know. I would I would also say that, and actually, I just before I get into what I was actually going to say, I I laugh if there was like alternate timelines. We see alternate timeline Crofton, who's like this famous rock star, most popular person in the world. Only done his homework. Yeah, and he's and he's playing this like huge Crofton. He's like, oh, I'd just like to thank me English me me music teacher. Yeah, first to be British. Forget me where I am today. <laughs> but rock and roll, grade eight music, yeah. yeah. So you could have been a rock and roll star, but here you are doing a podcast with no listeners instead. <laughs> we have listeners. We do, sweet. Yes. Um, but um, yeah, so I was actually going to say, like, I, and I think that maybe there's some distinction in my mind, anyways, between say um, homework and kind of like, um, like. Deli- you know, in, in the, the kind of work world, you'd call them deliverables, right? So, like, if you're in, in university, you, you said a bit about university, Bo, and that's kind of a different thing. Like, you go into a course, and they're kind of like, um, you must write, you know, a- an essay or something like that. And I don't necessarily consider that homework. I know it is, uh, but it's something kind of somehow different. I'm thinking more like, when I think of homework, I think of more like you have a teacher who's every day is like, now you will do exercises from pages 15 to 20 in this exercise book, and you must complete them by tomorrow. And then they do that every day or every second day or whatever it is for various topics to just have this repetitive kind of um, go, you know, yeah. f- cramming information. It's a bit different than something like an essay where you're like, okay, well, i got to put something together, and you pull the information from sources you like. It's still kind of work that's related to school, but um, yeah. I, I think the yeah. distinction with university is – that you would um, – sorry, Crofton, just give me one second. I think the I think the distinction between university is the theory goes that you don't have to go to university or you don't have to go to college. You're saying you want to be here. You're going to get into it. You're going to get into it what you put it – you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So it's on you. And really I think a lot of the stuff you might take away from that kind of education doesn't as much come from the instructor or the course material as much as your investment in the material where school is prison for children and you know um due to i don't know meeting demands like uh, you know taxpayer demands on education and all this kind of stuff they have to meet certain standards and it can't get all done the way courses are organized so here do all this stuff at home because there isn't enough time and it doesn't seem very sensible to me um and that that's just sort of my take anyway crofted you were talking about readings yeah like read what my point is, and, and I think that we're echoing a lot of our conversation on the education system here, but but the re, you know readings and and exercises as well, like Mike mentioned, is sort of a reinforcement of the lesson learned in the class in high school. So you have your class, and then you go home and you do the readings. Um, in university, like I did English literature, so the readings were extremely important because we would be reading a novel or something and then discussing said novel in class because you don't have time. It's the same in high school, actually. You, you read a Shakespeare's play. You're not going to read the play in class. So you got to read it at home so then you can talk about it and, and analyze it in class. So 
that's that's one sort of thing. Exercises is, is is another thing. And then, as Mike mentioned, the the actual doing a project, like an essay or, or something that you hand in. These are all you know different different type uh, types of homework. And as much as I friggin' hate hated homework, both in high school and in university, I I, I think about it and I don't really see any way around it to, to get a full rounded learning sort of system. You can't do everything in class. Well, but depending on the class, you kind of can. Like I, well, and also I would say, and and, and, I, and I hate that we are echoing a lot of the education thing, but it also depends on how you learn. Like for some people, homework. Some people like doing homework. Some people are good at doing homework. Um, but for some, like that was not how I learned. Like to be like repeat this thing over and over again. It was not how 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 I learned. Like I, I I'm not. I was never able to study either. For like I I don't study for tests or things like that. I just I got whatever I got from the class. And I think I I'm a good learner. Uh, when I listen to things, I, I retain them very well. Uh, but when I read things over, I don't necessarily retain them as well as when I've been told them. So I did very well in some classes that had no homework. Uh, and other people might have done more poorly in them because they needed that reinforcement of the repetition. So it depends on who you who you are, how you learn. But I think that some teachers just have a teaching style where like, nope, everyone's doing homework all the time. And then, you know, and that just makes the you know, the, the child disengaged and want to not do it. Yeah. But I mean, did, did you guys find that homework ever made you dislike a subject more than maybe you would have if there was no homework no because again <laughs> again the the idea is that um for me like the the, the conversation about homework is strictly the, the value proposition there and again i'm not going to lay this at the feet of teachers strictly this is a bigger thing than a, a teacher's education style it's just i feel like you have a full day of doing of being at a place where education is the thing and I don't think that, you know, uh, homework makes a whole lot of sense to me. Now, there should be optional homework, you know. And, and I think those those, par- those those children with parents who, like, let's say you have, like, physicists for, you know, uh, <laughs> parents, then your physics homework's going to be awesome, right? Like, they're going to help you out with that. But if you have parents that don't give a shit about any of the subjects, which, you know, is pretty much my case, um, there's no help at home with your homework. So you're not getting anything out of it anyways. I mean, you just kind of do it and... You know, parents are like, is your homework done? Now you can go play. And so it's like, well, yeah, it took me five minutes. I'm a pretty smart kid. Okay, see you later. And, you know, it's just, it's, uh, it to me, it doesn't, it, you know, I, I think on a value proposition, it's just uh, exercise and futility, except in those cases where there was already an interest to further develop it. I don't think homework solves much, so. Um, I'm pretty much. Uh, you can kind of tell where I'm going with my uh, but how, verdict but on it. Like both of you, how would you do handle an English class where you have to study a, a novel or something without reading the novel? Well, yeah, you read it, it in class. It, it's the class structure is bullshit because you get like 60 minutes per subject per day, and it's all organized, mixed around. Well, how is anyone supposed to? You know, yeah. How do you read a book in 60 minutes? You can't. So. Why are we teaching this way? Why do I have to bring it home? You know, why does the kid have to freaking learn 24 hours a day? There's time. There's 40 hours a week spent. A book can't be read during that time. It's not like a teacher thing. It's an education system thing. I don't think that, um, you know, I I just didn't find homework effective. And so I I look at the results and say, okay, the results are bad. Guess try again. You know, well, it's not even there, but Crofton, like you were saying, like, what'd you do for something like you had to read to read a book? And I would be like, I would start reading the book, and if the book was interesting, I liked it, then I would read the whole book and I'd write an essay, I write the essay or whatever it was about the book. If I didn't like the book, I would maybe scan through cherry pick passages and bullshit through it. And I feel like I learned very well how to how to bullshit through things like English class, which served me very well in university, which is 90% bullshit from what I remember. Uh, and I found that's why I did very well in university because it was mostly just like making stuff up uh, and cherry picking, you know, cherry picking things from different books to reference your argument. It's all, you know, in university, it's all more about composing an argument about a given subject. And you don't necessarily need to like spend 80 hours immersing yourself in something to develop a good argument. And I think that what homework taught me, if anything, was that you can, there's more effective ways of doing things than just the way the teacher is like, do this, as I say, and then you will learn something. I feel like, no, I'll do it the way I want and see how it works out. And often, you know, it, it did work out for good marks when I didn't do homework. Sometimes it didn't, though. I mean, uh, you know, it didn't always work out in my favor. 
I would argue, though, and this is funny because, like, I I don't know where I became the staunch defender of homework, but <laughs> but uh, hey, you I, nerd, Crofton. I would argue that that homework is where you have the most freedom in how you do things. Like, yeah, it's less so in high school, but definitely in university, and that's what a thesis is essentially. Once you get to the thesis stage in in, in masters, and you're like you're pretty much just doing homework and not so much class anymore because it's giving you the most freedom in terms of how you're going to study and how you're going to approach things. And the steps you've taken in homework throughout your sort of life are, are passed to get there. And the other the other thing I'd say sort of in defense of homework is that is it? And I know you can argue the whole oh uh, education system and this and that, but if you're just looking at homework and you're separating it from the rest and saying like we have an existing education system this is how it works right now um the homework part of it i feel like in math for instance if we didn't have tests or or like take home quizzes that i had to do there would there would never it it would never be clear that i was cuz i had difficulty in math I, I would not have voiced it probably. I would have just sat sat in the math classes and continuously gotten further and further behind. Now now it's up to once once you do the homework and once you have difficulties and all this and and maybe that that gives you an alert for a test and then then you might fail the test or you might be able to prepare before before the test. And yes, there's parental involvement needed to be like, do we send Crofton's having difficulty with math? Do we send him to a tutor or or whatever? And yes, the education system could support students that have difficulties in subject matters better. But I think without homework, it'd be very difficult to know when you're doing poorly until you're at the part where you get like formally evaluated on it and then you're stuck with a big bad grade, you yeah. know, or you but, but see again that comes back to how you learn because some of the classes I did the best in in high school were ones which which just had big tests. So and I would not study. I never did. But I there's some of these were like ministry exams, like like things like geography and history. And I would uh, those are classes that I would get uh, you know high 90s in because they'd have this big ministry test which was just multiple choice. And I always thought multiple choices were the most BS test ever because the answer's on the page. It's one of four. I'm like, well, and if I went to class and had my ears open, I know what the answer is. And that's how my brain works. So it's like if it's written in front of me, I'm like, oh yeah, obviously it's this one. That's what they were talking about in class and i could always get it uh and, I, and it worked out very well for me because it's like but some people don't necessarily do that or they had to reinforce it with study and that's for something like multiple choice the things that the, what you keep saying about like uh i think there's a differentiation between an assignment and homework i i, I would say um and, and i do like so the, the they're they're, they're both work at home like it, it's kind of a cop-out to say that there's a different i understand they're different things but they're forms of homework no well I, I would say it's different because in university like i had i had some days in university where i had no class uh whereas in high school or uh, it was like every day you have a solid day of school and it's like but in university it'd be like you're only in class like 20 hours a week sometimes or like Even not less, very much yeah. You have tons of other time to, to – so I realized, okay, well, I'm in school full-time and it's only X amount of hours a week, way less than I was in class in high school. Of course, I'm going to do some work outside. I didn't consider it homework. I considered it a different structure of education. So I didn't necessarily spend any more time working in university than I did in high school. It's just that there was more gaps in the day to do stuff, whereas – I feel like high school, it's just, it's all, all day you're at school and then they expect you to spend like a couple of hours at night. It's, it's really ridiculous. I think it, it's a real disservice to how the brain develops, how children develop to take away stuff like play and self-learning and self-directed things. I think it's really unfortunate to cram the entire day full of this like, you know, regimented stuff. Yeah, no, there should be, like, we had that uh, world geography class, Mike, and that was uh, definitely a reprieve in, the, in our education. You were in that, right? The with, world, with Mr. Mr. McLeod? McLeod? Yeah. Yeah, and, he was great. You know, um, that course was kind of like, do what you want. What do you want to learn about? I mean, we're wide open. You've been selected from the student base as individuals who might benefit from this. And, uh, you know, I definitely thought that concept was really awesome, responded really well to it, because... Um, the, the, the secret is that if I'm into math, you don't need to give me homework. Uh, you know, I'm going to invest my time learning about the stuff that I'm interested in. And this goes back to the, you know, our conversation on the education system, which is like, teach me what I'm showing, uh, interest in and, and res be more responsive. And I think when you say Crofton that the criticism is, well, it sucked to not have any homework and only find out come test time. 
that I'm doing poorly, which is, I think, a valid uh, concern to raise, is that we're thinking too narrow on the topic of homework. The topic of homework is not solved by not assigning it. It's solved by looking at how are we teaching kids and how is this whole thing structured to begin with and finding there's a lot of wasted value well, um, well, we already talked about that Bo. standards or whatever you know we already we already talked about that to, to kick it up to the education system well then you could kick it up to oh you know uh the uh the political system or you kick it up to another <laughs> you can always kick it up i'm talking about we're talking about homework and yes it's hard it's hard I to talk about it in, it in a vacuum. vacuum i can't look no, at it in a no vacuum. i i know i know i definitely know that you can't you can't uh but you can definitely err on the side of like right now you're only talking about the education system really uh, i'm talking i'm talking about in the current system that exists right now uh is how does homework where does homework fit in? Uh, if you just removed homework tomorrow from the current education system and said that there is no homework, would it be better for it? Uh, and and like the more the the more I think about it, the more I think that that it it would not. As much as I hated to do homework, but but see, I I need to, to because my anecdote at the start count count uh, contradicts that directly. If that French class I had 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 no homework, I would have done very well in that class. Because and like that's the thing because I didn't learn the way that that teacher wanted to teach and it didn't work for me. I failed because of homework, not because of my knowledge of the subject. Absolutely not. Which was proven the next year when I was I was clearly in a level too low for what for what my actual level was at. And that's why homework doesn't necessarily do anything to let you know how good uh, a given kid is at a subject. Uh, I say testing maybe that's you know has yeah, something to see, do with that. Yeah, but see, yeah, yeah. So Testing's you're leading different. You're leaning on the side of testing over homework, but but the anecdote you gave was just like and, and almost. I don't think in high school I can maybe a couple of essays, but for the most part, my French grade, for instance, was never based on homework. Your teacher chose to to put a yes. value evaluation yes, on homework, on, as any teacher can decide to do. Like no, I mean, no, as a teacher can to de- decide to do, but just because you were not as performant on homework as you were on testing, doesn't make necessarily one better than the better than the other it's just that she she chose to approach it like that and her approach might not be the best way to to teach a class or maybe maybe for you it it, it worked out it works out better when it when it's exams well, well, but some well, people is, are bad in exams yes exactly and this is what comes back to like you said you know Bo, you need to remove it from the education system but i think he's right in that it really is attached and we say the education system is a problem and that is trying to paint all the same people with one brush and yes testing is bad for some people the stress of it makes them never test well and, and that's unfortunate and some people like me the homework was an it was an issue so i think that it's like it is the education system and where how homework fits in into that for some people very good uh, it really does help them and for some people it doesn't and so i think i think like we get back to our discussion about you know our education system and maybe it has it needs to be a little bit more structured around how how an individual learns and not how do we make everyone fit into the same the same uh, formula because we just know even from this conversation that everyone does not fit into the same formula no, you're absolutely right in in the sense that not everybody fits into the same formula. And when we had the discussion on an education system, on the education system, I think that you guys made that abundantly clear uh, your points of view on that. But at the same time, there's no, you know, Mike. If I recall correctly, b- based on the alternatives being private schools and this sort of thing, you didn't come down as saying that the education system was was necessarily bad. Yes, it's probably possible to redesign it and that sort of thing, but within the existing education system where where does homework you know where does homework fit in and i do think it's possible to look at it in the existing education system without rewriting the entire education system to come to an opinion on it it currently uh, the way things are if you look at homework is it is it good is it bad or is it bullshit in the current system and i don't think i don't think it's impossible to separate the two yeah okay well i think these are all uh, you know good opinions we have we all seem to have come down uh you know, in a certain guy. So I think that um, we should all cast our verdicts. Uh, any takers for going first? Um, yeah, sure. I'll go first. All right, I'd do like it up. Um, yeah, so homework is bullshit. <laughs> There's old Bessie. Bessie? Um, yeah, I've been calling him Charles, <laughs> but uh, we can Charles? Go with Bessie. Nah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I just think I, I think that it's kind of a, a tacked on thing. I think that we structure kids' lives enough uh, by being in school full time, and then try to get them to do this extra things. I just think that it's you know it, it it's a I think I've had teachers that I found lazy cop out teachers are the ones that assign the most homework, uh, and some of the best teachers I had were the ones that let that let us kind of choose our own path through the subject. Uh, so for me, homework was always the way that a teacher just you know, dumped the responsibility to guide me through it and just said, do this. So I say homework is bullshit. It's just a way for teachers to be lazy and not understand the individual needs of a student. Bullshit. All right. Crofton, do you got something to say about that? Well, Bo, see, seeing as I think we all know where you're going to go, why don't you just get it out of the way now? Uh, all right. So we're going to end on a good note, I suppose. Um, I actually am not going to give homework the dignity and, 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 and coolness of being bullshit. I'm just going to say homework is bad. And it's the worst kind of bad. It's bad with a capital B. Bad as in kick it out of the house and tell it you can't come back until it stopped doing drugs. Um, homework, to me, I cannot look at it in a vacuum because the problem with homework is that the challenge that the education system has to meet is to say, let's play a game. Play a game called Educate People, but your rule is you can't give them homework. How do you solve it? And um, I'd be really interested in seeing what the results of that are because experimentation is an important thing. But, of course, experimentation isn't something we get when it's, you know, parents, children, and, you know, you're gambling with people's futures and all that kind of high-tension sort of nonsense. But personally, I don't think I got much value out of Homework, I don't think, I think people who are already disposed or have parents who are, you know, very, uh, and it's a good thing that they're invested in their children's education or perhaps getting more out of homework than children who don't. And I don't think that we just need to do everything fair or, or anything like that. I just think homework is a pointless exercise. There's plenty of time during the school day to get that education in, to get them learning stuff that they don't need to do homework. And I'm basing it on my personal experience. So it's bad, 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 bad. Okay. There you go, Crofton. Close out the show. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I hate homework. Yeah. You know what's funny is I hate homework too, but I, I do. And to find myself, you know, pretty much talking to you guys and hear, hearing you rail on it, uh, it, I just want to join in and rail rail on it as well. But the reality is that homework is a tool. Uh, the, the assigning of homework, it, it's a tool. It's a tool that's available to teachers. Um, it, it, at, that allows them they're given a finite amount of time to work with in the week and it allows them to uh to to build more expansive and more detailed lessons and and it allows people to learn uh to, to learn outside of the framework of school um to go home and, and to try uh to to be independent in their learning i know i learned personal stories that i mentioned off the top i learned lessons from homework but it is a tool that is up to the teacher to use and for for parents to support uh at, you know as needed and no matter what type of other education system pie in the sky type system that you come up with there's going to be some variant of homework it might not be as officially structured as it is now but there's always going to be something and and unless from you know kindergarten onwards you're focused on one subject and, and you're able to devote your entire day to say English or your entire day to math there's never going to be you know enough time and I, I'm all for having kids kids having the amount of time to, to, to have fun and all this I don't think the amount of this homework being assigned is ridiculous I think it's a tool it, it can be used for good it can be used for evil but as a, as a tool I've got to say it's good You are the one, uh, you know, made a knight by the uh, the Queen of England. And it's true. To uh, you know, common feudal. It is shows. my knightly decree. Yes. Homework, be it good. So you know, you're holding that class structure in place. Um, all right. So thanks, guys. I think that was. It's funny because it's it's homework. It's kind of a benign subject, but I, I felt like I was getting pretty angry. I don't know. I was. <laughs> I now I now have this mental image of Crofton while as a young boy walking into class and being like, "Here, Mrs. Crumble Crank. Here's my homework all done." <laughs> <laughs> if my mom ever listens to this podcast, she will laugh her ass off at that. Yeah. The fact that I came down as good that she will laugh. There is, you know, there'll uh, be no you know, end. 
you, you love the establishment. It's, it's, well, it's funny. I think if I think if you did look so far at the shows thus far, um, you could make a big argument for me not being a huge fan of shaking things up. But whatever, I'll take it. Yeah, no, kudos to you for <laughs> no, standing hey, your ground, and that's what the yeah. show's about. So uh, we love it, man. But just while open courts in session, the gloves are off. All right. Uh, so thanks, guys. That was, uh, you know, going to give me something to think about on the uh, homework front, which, you know, I was hoping to never think about again, if I'm being perfectly honest. Never think. I would like to point out, Bo, that you do homework for your work all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, that's do. why I cleared it off, because I, if you're going to be a dedicated person working 24 hours a day, I mean, you know, just power to you. I, that's awesome. Being committed and learning. It's, I'm not against learning. I love learning. It's just... I think that when, we, when I, my experience of homework is just that it's not it's not that you know it, it sucks it's, it's stuff right. you don't want to do. Uh, <laughs> I guess we said it already. Yeah, right? yeah, we gotta we gotta move on. We got more topics. And, it's uh, funny because I thought this topic would be light and kind of fun, but you guys were getting legit angry. We've been scarred. <laughs> I think we have like P- yeah. PTSD on homework in, in our I high school. Sure. Uh, yeah, we did go to Philemon, so you know it wasn't uh, exactly the the loveliest either. Uh, we didn't go to boarding school like you did. <laughs> I had to wear my vest and cardigan every day, Bo. On his shoulders with his in- international elite. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Crofton, I just come back from Paris where I spend my summers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, I just got to check the mailbag real quick. So uh, here we go. All right. Uh, as usual. All right. So we got a, a, you know, a second email, a follow-up email from a listener, our listener, Nick. Um and Nick wanted to actually chime in on the anarchy subject. You guys remember that? I do. So he sent us a link to the Montreal police strike of 1969, which uh, you know I don't remember, uh, but uh, I think it outdates. <laughs> you don't. It, you don't. Really? Outda- Where were you? That it, it outdates all of us. I was a twinkle in my father's eye. Um, twinkle, yeah, which reminds me of a funny story my dad told me this weekend. He, he, which I don't know if it's podcast worthy, but he was trying to figure out if he told me or my brother. You know, which was it, which one of you was it where I, I turned and showed you my dick and said, you came out of that. And uh, I was like, <laughs> that was Jake. It wasn't me. I'd, I'd remember that. Uh, <laughs> so oh, God. I'm glad. No, that's a horrible story. <laughs> Dad, Dad, I'm, I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, OK, so anyways, Nick goes on to say, uh, you know, yeah, it's a CBC archive video I sent you and there's ads. But he said one of them was a, for a portable LED lantern. And he's thinking of buying one. Oh. Congratulations, uh, Nick. Um, so he wants us to listen to what the shop owner says near the end of the video. The shop owner fled his store and was looted by another shopkeeper. Um, oh, no. But another shopkeeper was able to keep looters at bay by pointing a gun at them and telling them he was going to shoot them. And so Nick asks, would anarchy work if we all had guns and threatened to murder anyone who crossed us? No. Well, at least it sounds like a good TV show. And then he says he's thinking about Deadwood meeting Fallout. And anyways, he goes on to talk about raiders, robots, mutations and scavenging. But uh, do you think um, what is that mutual mutually assured destruction? Uh, Everyone having guns could work is is a thing in an anarchic state. Uh, I guess just to quickly respond and say, I think the whole point of it is that uh, people are acknowledging one another living in an anarchic state. So. They, they still have rules. It's just that the rules are decided by the group and there's no one in seats of power, for example, who has all the guns. So, you know, you, right now the government has all the guns. They've got a militia. They can, you know, uh, step on your revolution or your ideas that they perceive to upset the the quote unquote order, the the the. The power, uh, the the system of authority that's in place, and um, that's just kind of the way of it. And I think anarchists question that and don't like that. So I don't know if everyone have guns is really the solution to anarchy. Uh, you guys have some thoughts you want to answer, Nick? With well, I'd say everyone in the United States has guns, and they don't live in an anarchic like an anarchy. So I, like I don't, I feel like well, it's no difference in the way. States yeah. is now. If someone comes to you and you point a gun at their face, it's like uh, if you're if you're gonna think of a movie, I'm thinking Waterworld. Waterworld, Waterworld, yeah. right? I mean, that was you know, there's no government. It was just. I'm gangs. not sure that the. I I think that it's funny because it probably would work. I, I think it, societies can work in all kinds of ways. It's a question of like, would you want to live in that society where everyone is just like, who's got the bigger gun or the faster shooter? You know, maybe maybe it would still work itself out somehow. I think but it, I think you that, might want to live there. I think that would move. Like there would be power. Someone would assemble all the guns, and maybe you'd go back to a feudal state where. The, I think yeah. I think someone someone would hold power. Someone would gain, would gain power. You know, and 
Solving- if there was if there was no stability in society and and people legitimately and it was anar- uh, anarchy everywhere and people legitimately felt threatened then they they'll end up it ends up being in a state where if it's guns or maybe it's knives or maybe it's just your fists but everybody respects the fact that somebody else could hurt them uh so i mean it it i i i don't know if that's a great way to live but it is a way to live all right. Well, let's uh, let's let's get working on a mission plan, our own constitution for the good, bad, bullshit, uh, uh, anarchic state, and uh, you know maybe someday that'll come to fruition. All right. So I think we got to take it out of here. We've gone on on quite quite enough. Um, so if you liked the show, or you just want to uh, you know correct us, correct my pronunciation of cleansing, or or welcome Michael back from his journey in Indonesia, send us an email at goodbadbs at gmail uh, you can also find us on our website, gbbpodcast.com. That's good, bad, bullshit, the acronym for that, podcast.com. You can find everything related to us there, including some uh, links to subscribe to iTunes and an RSS feed if you're an Android or uh, Windows phone uh, person. All right. Um, uh, Michael, do you have a yeah. Twitter account that you want people to follow you at, or is there a better way to follow you? Uh, if people want to follow, they can follow me into Dreamland, where I'll be going soon to try to get rid of this jet lag. Man, I think Mike's Dreamland's pretty awesome. I highly recommend it. Uh, so do that. It doesn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense, though. Well, you know, shared dreaming, Inception. I mean, yeah, I think I totally want to get into your dreams, Mike. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, you are in my I, dreams. I, <laughs> Ooh, uh, but I think is I'm I'm not actually there, and that that's sad. So we need to requite that. Uh, uh, that flame between us. All right, Crofton, where can people find you on the internet? They can follow me and my fellow knights on Twitter at Crofton Steers. All right. And uh, everyone can find me at, uh, at Bo Schwartz on Twitter.com. Of course, you can always go to the good, bad bullshit fan page on Facebook and communicate with us there. All right. And I just want to close out with a quote and not let Crofton respond to it. There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. And that's William Shakespeare from Hamlet. <laughs> Ciao. It's that quote's bullshit. <laughs>